the first couple to debut your your story on American Ninja Warrior, which is pretty fun. I have a lot of tips to, to learn. Yeah. Hey, um, hey, hey, hey. Would you ever do it, babe? I'm currently seven months pregnant, so my current answer would be no. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today we have a treat. The first ever couple to compete in the finals together. Caleb and Ashley Bergstrom, a.k.a. the Ninja Family. Yes. We don't talk about this nearly as much as we should. I've been on American Ninja Warrior now three <laughs> times. I've been humbled three times. You've won. Mm -hmm. I've won. Zero times. <laughs> your, 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 your like. You won my heart. Yeah, thank you. Good. Yeah. Uh, but today we sit down with two people who are extremely talented at this yes. sport, Caleb and Ashley. Um, and Caleb has been just dominating yeah. this season if you haven't watched you can look them up on youtube uh, also it's on nbc they just have ninja on all the time it seems like and i love it and i also love that their entire love story revolves around ninja they met in ninja trained in ninja competed in ninja and now we're expecting a baby that's right just so is so exciting we are uh, really excited to bring you this interview with caleb and ashley they're young they've only been married two years they tell us all about how they met. They tell us about their training strategies for those who are interested in ninja. They tell us about why they love ninja for those of you who don't know anything about the sport and uh, so much more. So uh, it was really fun to kind of speak to these young guns, as we say. I feel like a lot of the people we talked to have been married like 15 years yeah. now at this point. And so yeah. uh, it was almost like a reflective process for me. I will say if you have never watched American Ninja Warrior on NBC, you should go watch now. All of the archived footage, all of the footage from this um, season, we will link some of their runs down below. But it's really, really cool. Yeah. It was a great conversation. Thank you to Caleb and Ashley for joining us. Thank you to NBC for lining this up. And uh, go watch them. Without further ado, we bring you Caleb and Ashley Bergstrom. Caleb and Ashley, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> good. We're excited Pump to be here. Pumped to meet you guys. Congrats on everything. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> The, um, the first couple to debut your your story on American Ninja Warrior, which is pretty fun, and make it to the finals. I know. What? What's it like, babe? I I don't know what it's like <laughs> to make it to the finals of American Ninja. I've never made it that far. How long have you guys been doing this? Um, about six years. Yeah, I think I've been training seven years, and Ashley joined us. I think a year after I started. Yeah. Awesome. How'd you guys meet? Um, so I did gymnastics and I was up in like the area where he lived at a rock climbing gym with some friends because we just wanted to go climbing and that was the closest gym to where we lived. And his dad saw me there and he was like, you look really strong. Like you should try Ninja. And I was like, oh, I love the show, but I've never like thought about trying it before. And so he invited me to a competition like the next weekend where Caleb was competing. Um, so we met there and I started training in their backyard with them after I would do gymnastics practice. And then, yeah, <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> Wait, did you, com you competed in the, in the next weekend event? Yeah, it was just like a small local competition that wasn't like the Dang. show or anything. <laughs> Dang. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you guys? I'm 23, he's 24. Yeah. And are you still doing gymnastics? No, I stopped when I was 18 um, to do Ninja instead. So wow. you guys met back when you were Young. 17. Okay. Young. 
Yeah, she ever... was she was driving like an hour and a half to get to gymnastics, and then my yeah. house was an extra half hour farther. So she drove a lot just to come and train and do what she needed to do. And then how long did you guys train before you got into the American Ninja Warrior world? Um, I think it was about two years of ninja training for me. Yeah, so two or three years for me as well before we actually got on the show. Yeah. How did you get into it, Caleb? Uh, so a funny story is my grandma actually was bedridden. And so she stayed with us and we would time our like taking care of her like we'd feed her and stuff like that and we'd time that with watching the shows that she liked to watch um and one of those was american ninja warrior so my mom was like you know you guys should just make a course in the backyard and see what happens so we built some obstacles built a salmon ladder and such and uh we started practicing on it and we would invite people over and we'd do pancakes and ninja on saturday morning and we would get like 50 people coming out to come train and like we had like a ton of different things. We do sled pulls through the street and stuff like that. And we just had a great time. Man, I was so pleasantly surprised. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch the show too much. Like I wasn't like a diehard um, when I applied to be on it the first time. And the community in the ninja world is so awesome. There's like the side of people who don't compete but love it. And then like and they're diehard supporters. But then the people who actually do compete, like the the support and the excitement and the energy and like the buy-in it's such an interesting group i i'm you know the football background it's a bunch of kind of like meatheads and then you you go into the the ninja world and it's all these people from way different backgrounds that that all kind of ended up doing ninja and i didn't really understand um like wow people train for this and specifically for ninja and then you start to do it and it's so much fun you know, it never gets old. There's always like a puzzle to figure out almost. And I learned so many physical skills doing ninja that I'd never even, I mean, I don't have a gymnastics background and I would love, would you ever do it, babe? Um, One in five Americans have, quote, learn a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Plus, Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Andrew and I have been learning Spanish on Babbel, and it's been so fun. We've wanted to learn a new language for so long, and have finally started. We've learned how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants, all without having to consult language apps, which is so cool. It's crazy how fast your brain picks up a new language when it's presented in a relatable way. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash eastfam. Again, get 60% off at babbel.com slash eastfam, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash eastfam. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess. So it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you. So you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code COUPLE. I'm currently seven months pregnant, so my current answer would be no. I, I would take you seven months pregnant better, better <laughs> yeah. at Ninja than me right now. Anyway, um... You guys are also expecting, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Congratulations. So pretty early. On. Oh, so exciting. You have the yeah, morning okay. sickness? Nope. I didn't have any morning sickness, didn't ever feel nauseous. So I got very lucky. Gosh. Within your guys' relationship and training regimen, I'm curious. I want to come back to baby because I'm living this life and I'm very excited. But within your guys' dynamic, how did meeting, dating, being married, and now being full-time competitors, how does the training work with you guys? Do you do you train together? Do you train each other? Do you have different coaches? You want me to? I can answer that yeah. probably. Um, we were actually really cautious, like, getting into dating um, because at least I think both of us knew that if we dated and it didn't work out, it'd make training really tough. Uh, especially since Ashley trains with my sister um, and we kind of have a very tight training group together. It was going to be really difficult if things didn't work out. So whenever it came to dating, we spent a lot of time praying about it and deciding if it was going to be the right decision just to date each other in the first place. Because we knew if we dated, we didn't want it to be like high stakes. We wanted it to be enjoyable that we were dating each other. But at the same time, we knew that if if uh, if things didn't really work out, it would be really tough for us to train together after that. So we wanted to make sure it was the right decision for us before we stepped into it, which is why it took us like, how long did we know each other before we dated? It was like two years, I think. It was like three, three, three. or four. Actually, it was counting the dates. Wow. When did you, know, you know it was like good to go? Like, yeah, we should do this. Um, I don't know. It was just like 
I had, we both hadn't really been praying a lot about it because we, over the years, it was like, oh, we'd like talk a lot and text a lot. And then we would just stop and then not really flirt or anything like that. Um, but then I guess we both just started praying without really like talking to each other about it. And we both just felt a lot of peace from God to move forward with it. So yeah, we just decided to do it. <laughs> How long did you, did you guys date before you got engaged? About a year. Yeah, maybe a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little over a year and a half before we got married. Tell us the engagement story. Is it, does it involve Ninja? You should talk because you planned it. Okay. Um, it, it kind of involves Ninja, but not really. So I had actually um, a student of mine who they owned a yacht. So actually, it wasn't a yacht. It was just a little boat. Yeah. But Casual. we, Casual. we planned this whole thing where they invited us over for dinner. Um, well, it was like, it was supposed to be like a thank you for Caleb coaching him because he had just won American Ninja Warrior Junior. That's right. So it was like this big plan about like Max wanted us to come over and his parents wanted to thank us for Caleb being such a good coach. Yeah. yeah. So we, the week before I had bragged to her that I was over there and they let me drive their boat. Um, just like I said that offhandedly. So that way, whenever they offered for us to take their boat out, uh, she wouldn't be like super suspicious. And my family then went to an Island beforehand and they set up like a, a whole, um, like, will you marry me arch and stuff like that. And nice. there was a blanket and flowers out there. And my family just put on a bunch of hats and pretend they were fishing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we did not recognize them. So then we boated to this Island and I proposed to her right there. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Dang, that is pretty awesome. That's amazing. I love the family with the hats being fishermen. <laughs> yeah, disguised. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, dude, Caleb, I got to say, been watching you on this season of Ninja, and all of you guys are just incredibly talented at this. Is that, um, and do you credit that more to like the community that you've built and the, your training partners or is it like uh, the luck of the draw with the obstacles or how do you like when you have success are you like dang um i was ready for it or i lucked out you know i've had some like tough years competing on the show and i think a lot of what i can credit success to is the community we do have at the gym um, whenever we started doing Ninja in Tampa Bay, like no one did it. There were two other people who did it with us. Um, and now there's so many people who do it and people who, who come from different states and live here now, like, like my brother-in-law, David, uh, used to live in Texas. So I have a great amount of people to train with and the people who are, are, who are there training with us are really great at what they do. We also spend a lot of time researching what proper training should look like. Uh, we research with climbing scientists and people who have done maybe similar things before because Ninja is so new. There's not a whole lot of science behind it. So we're trying to do our best to be smart with how we train and be as prepared as possible. And then there is some luck involved because you don't know exactly what you're going to expect or what obstacles you're going to see. But we're, we're just trying to see what we can do and uh, training a bunch of different things to get ready for the show and being as strong as possible. How do you guys support each other with Ninja? I feel like the runway when you're talking about your year can be so short because by the time you get to the show, if you make one small mistake within the first five seconds, your year's done and you're working on the next year. And that's not even a guarantee. So in supporting each other down this this like road and journey, what is your guys' like plan 
when the year turns over of how do you make a living? How do you train? How do you plan out your year with such high expectations on a lucky performance sometimes? Right. (laughs) Well, I think like obviously we train to do really well. We want to compete and like have the best performance that we can have. But at the same time, we always remind each other that this is not the most important thing in our lives. And so if something goes wrong, like obviously we're going to be upset about it, but it's okay. Like our lives are so much more than just ninja. Um, And I think knowing how to encourage each other in the moment is important too, because we're both like very different about how we handle things emotionally and what we want after like something goes wrong. Um, So just knowing how to communicate in the moment is really important. Um, But also just like reminding each other before a competition that like our purpose in going there isn't just to do well, like our purpose is to connect with people and to make other people feel really encouraged and to just like be a light wherever we go. Um, So at the end of the day, I think if we have the mindset that we're here for a greater purpose, then it's really helpful at the end of the day when something doesn't go well. When when you guys were qualifying this season. I would be so, I'm just so curious. Who went first? I think it was you. Yeah. Yeah, Ashley ran first both times whenever we competed. Does that, like, heighten your expectation and pressure on yourself, Caleb, to match her or do better? Or if she makes a mistake and she falls or vice versa, is is the weight of each other's pressure does it affect you guys? Do you watch each other compete? Hmm. I would say, it, realistically, I never want to fall like yeah. before, actually. You know what I mean? Yeah. I never want to fall on the obstacle that, sh- that she cleared. At the same time, I, I don't think it's relevant whenever you run the course. Whenever you get on the stage, your, your brain is focused on what you're doing. I don't think it's in the back of my mind where where Ashley made it to whenever I'm running the obstacles. I think it's more of a confidence boost seeing her on the course and being like, okay, like she got through that, that, and that. That means (laughs) not easy, but that means that it's possible and we can go out there and get it done type of thing. It's such a hard sport, dude. It's so hard. And the margin for error is so small and you don't know what you're getting into until you walk up on that stage. And I, like in football... The range and deviation of expected outcomes, like uh, maybe my body doesn't feel good that day, but still, like, I know I'll be able to run, just maybe not as fast. Or, like, you know, maybe the competitor is super big and it affects how I play. But, like, with Ninja, the the expected outcomes, it could be, like, feast or famine. Like, you could show (laughs) up and crush it. You could show up and not do well at all. And it's, like, it's it's so uh, wide of, of... potential outcomes i found it really hard and spoiler alert i'm you know i've done it three times so much fun i will continue to do it for as long as they invite me back um this year my most recent time (laughs) do you want to tell the story (laughs) i don't know just the whole lead up to it i'll I'll summarize basically this past year he his run was at midnight and, and by the way, I'm not hmm. good. So this is this is no excuse. This is just <laughs> yeah. like I, I know I'm already bad. This is just the background. He had the worst case of food poisoning I've ever seen. And he was literally when I when I got to set and I got to see him, he was laying on concrete in one of the tents 
asleep, just like <laughs> like a I, zombie. And I was like, babe, uh, you're right. up and like two people. And you were you had the worst food poisoning Dude, the I've whole ever morning, seen. The whole morning I was throwing up and like on the toilet, just wrecked for like ten hours. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I could show I don't know if I could do this. Spoiler. I popped some Advil. Didn't go well. Hey, eat. Don't spoil. Don't spoil. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, proud of my performance. Uh, kind of going off of that, though. It, I apologize, babe. It doesn't compare. <laughs> but um, within this season, you guys both did so well. So well. But I will say, with Ashley, you had a couple of stumbles. Didn't make it quite as far as your husband. I can imagine the emotional, like, impact that has on you because you want to be there side by side you probably want to beat your husband i want to beat my husband all the time um how do you deal with that and caleb how do you support her and still progressing even further to represent you both in the finals um well competing in vegas this year was like a little different because i had injured my ankle really bad a few weeks before competing so even going into it i didn't have very high expectations of how i was going to do So I kind of just knew that I was just going to try to be there for Caleb like as best I could because I knew he had the potential to do very, very well this year on the show. Um, And I I never really try to like stay in the moment if something goes wrong, Mm -hmm. especially when I'm in front of so many people. Like I don't want to just mope in a corner while like all my friends are still competing. Um, So at any competition, if I don't do well, I try to like give myself like five to 10 minutes to just think about it and like let it process through me. And then I just get back out there and start cheering for people again. I think another thing that's important is that we don't just have each other. um, And we, we rely on that a lot. So if Ashley's feeling really sad about her performance or if I'm feeling sad about our performance, and we know the other person has to compete. Like I know Ashley still has to go at a competition perhaps. I would go and talk to my brother, uh, David, my brother-in-law, instead of her. Because I would know, hey, I need to help Ashley stay focused right now. It's not really fair for me in these in this emotional time to just go to her and say, hey, I need you right now when you're getting ready to compete. And we've already kind of agreed on that before going into competition that we have other people we'll go to with our emotion. And then after the whole event is done, we can come back together and kind of finalize everything. That way we're not feeling like we're responsible for the other person's good or bad performance, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to tell Ashley how I feel and how much I hate what just happened and then have her fall on the same thing because I just told her all of that. Mm -hmm. What are you guys' expectations when you're at the start line on the starting platform? Do you have expectations like I'm going to hit the buzzer or is it something different? Yeah, I mean, I try to go into it with the mindset that I can clear every obstacle and then I visualize myself clearing everything before I run. Um, Some courses, it's harder to do that, especially when you see so many people going down on the same obstacle and it like freaks you out a little bit. And you're like, oh, gosh, like maybe I just have to get to that obstacle as fast as I can and then take it one obstacle at a time after that. But for the most part, you always want to go into it with the most confident mindset you can have and just tell yourself that you're capable of doing every obstacle. Yeah, I would say I would say I have a pretty strict set of expectations for myself, but none of them are really based on like how I'm going to do. Like I have a set warm up I do. I have a set hand eye coordination set I do. Um, and then I have a set way of approaching the obstacles. And I always expect myself to do that the same. 
If I don't do the obstacle right after that, that's okay. So long as I approach the obstacle the same every time or approach the course the same, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm setting myself up for success the best way I can. But I don't ever run a course expecting to clear. Even though I know I probably could, I don't say, oh, I'm going to clear this course. I love that. It's like a, it's a subtle difference, but it's controlling what you can control or controlling, you know, the controllables is, is probably like a good way to, no matter the outcome, feel confident and proud of yourself. Uh, my expectations, I was, always, <laughs> I was always kind of expecting to hit the water. I was, my goal was the fifth <laughs> obstacle just cause I feel like in qualifying, that's kind of the, the make or break point. But Ashley, I know you, uh, hit the water. That obstacle you, you dropped on was so hard, but tell us what goes through your mind like as you're navigating that and then when you hit the water, what that's like. I was pretty happy when I made it to the fifth obstacle and I was excited to do that one because that was like a movement that I really love to do. Mm. Um, I think it being really cold outside definitely played a lot into it because my fingertips were so frozen that by the time I like made it to the second um, Rubik's Cube, I like couldn't even feel my fingertips anymore. They were just numb. So by the time I was throwing for the last move, I was like, I know I'm not gonna get this. So yeah, I knew I was gonna fall right there, but it was still exciting because I think making it to the fifth obstacle, especially for a female is still a pretty big deal. And it's still something that's really celebrated in the sport. So I was pretty excited too. Love that. Okay, so you guys have been married how long now? Almost two years. It'll be two years in November. Okay. So I feel like with everything going on, you are still, to a certain extent, newlyweds. You are making history as the first couple who's been a part of the show and making names for yourself. Now you have a baby on the way. Are you guys... What went through your mind when you found out you were pregnant? So I found out when I was by myself, and I was like very excited and stressed and nervous and felt like every emotion on the spectrum. I like paced around the house for like two hours to just try to comprehend that my life was about to change. Um, And I was, I'm of course very excited to be a mom, but at the same time, there is like a little bit of sadness realizing that you're not going to be able to train as much with your friends anymore. um, And you're going to have to like be more of a background character for at least a little bit and whatever, like, athletic thing you do when you're pregnant and like about to become a mom. Um, But we were very excited. We knew we wanted to wait about two years after getting married to start having a family. So this is almost the timeline that we had in our heads. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) a little a little before I think what we dreamed. But at the same time, we're super excited. And obviously, it's going to change our lives. We have no clue exactly how it's going to change everything. Um, someone told us that basically you can keep doing the same stuff, but all the fluff gets burned away. You just have to basically do what's necessary in the moment and you don't get to sleep at all. So we're going to see how that goes. Do a lot of your friends have kids? Oh, really? Yeah. Not none of our like friends who are the same age as us, but we have a lot of friends who are parents in our community and who are a bit older than us, but have wisdom to offer us, which is nice. And Caleb's sister is pregnant right now. His sister, Kylie. And she's like six and a half weeks ahead of me. So it's been really fun, like getting to go through everything with her because it's her first baby, too. Oh, that's awesome. That's really helpful to have someone to go alongside you. Are you guys, have you talked through what the next season will look like for you guys, considering baby will be here by then? Yes. 
Yeah, so we're not really sure when they're filming again since they filmed two seasons this year. We think there's going to be a little bit more of a break between filming. So if there is and I'm like ready to compete again, then I'll definitely try to compete again. But I think I'll do Ninja for as long as I can just because it's such a fun way to stay active and I've never not done anything active. So yeah, I definitely want to keep training for as long as I can and see if I can bounce back after giving birth, but we'll see. Caleb, you're one of nine kids. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Where are you in that, in that order? I am the very youngest in that order. Oh, nice. Do you, want, <laughs> you think you want nine kids between you? No, I think we're okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree, and therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with a therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Are you frustrated with buying your kids clothes and having them grow out of them literally within a week? I know I am. Then you need to check out Posh Peanut. I love this brand. Their clothes are amazing quality and made from viscose from bamboo. So they stretch with your kid as they grow and are four times stretchier than cotton. They have different designs you can pick from like Barbie, Flowers, Disney, and Hot Wheels. So we let our kids pick out which ones they wanted. And of course, Drew picked the pattern with Disney princesses. Oh, yes. She loves her Disney princess pajamas. Plus, I swear their clothes get even softer the more you wash them, which usually doesn't happen with kids' clothes. I also love that their clothes are chemical-free, which means they're delicate enough for babies with sensitive skin, which is something we've been paying attention to for Bear. Posh Peanut is made for infants and kids, but they also have sizes for moms and dads if you want the whole family to match. Let's be honest, every family has done a matching moment. And if you're not a parent, consider this a perfect gift idea. For real, you guys, we love this brand and they're loved by over a million parents. Check them out. Right now, Posh Peanut is offering our listeners 20% off your first order with promo code EASTFAM. Go to poshpeanut.com slash EASTFAM and use promo code EASTFAM for 20% off your first order. What do you guys love about Ninja? Um, I'll go first. I, you already said it. It's the community. It's the fact that you can unite over something and the sport is so brutal. It doesn't allow for too much ego to come into play because usually when that happens, you just fall. Uh, and I think that's a beautiful thing. Honestly, I think the difficulty of the sport is wonderful because it pushes people together instead of apart. And I'm just, I just always feel so blessed that I get to go into a gym and hang out with friends and yet train so hard with them because we're all passionate about what we do. And it feels like I'm able to stay in shape so much easier than if I trained at a normal gym or even did a different sport because I'm so passionate about it. And I have people around me who are like-minded in that. And it's awesome. It's great. Yeah, I would say the community too. Um, and I think because like falling is so common in the sport, it almost makes it easier to go through that when it happens because nobody's looking at you like, 
oh my gosh, you just fell on the first obstacle. Like you're the worst ninja in the world. Like everyone understands that it happens. Like sometimes mistakes happen and that's part of the sport. And it's just so different having that expectation, like knowing that falling is such a high possibility because it makes everyone just so much more encouraging of somebody yeah. who does clear the course or someone who falls on the first obstacle. Everyone <laughs> has been through it. They know that it's not a great feeling. And so they'll go to cheer people on um, and cheer people up. And I think that's just the coolest thing. Yeah. that it, The <laughs> dynamic is definitely more uh, <clears throat> the competitors versus the obstacle course or the obstacles ver instead of competitors versus competitors, which I think does foster a, a good sense of community. Caleb, you mentioned that you like, you look into the climbing science and the best way to train. What, what have you found uh, in your research there? What's the best way to train for Ninja? Well, there's a lot, you know, that we could go over. Um, I listened to guys, there's a guy named Eric Hurst. Uh, he's a climbing scientist. I also follow camp Four which is like a climbing uh, guide. And of course, the best way to, to train for ninja is just to do ninja, right? Is to get good at the skill itself. Um, another thing that's helpful though, is to develop small adaptations in your finger tendons and make sure that they are capable of handling your body weight. Um, but tendons take time to build strength in, so you have to be patient with them, otherwise you'll injure them. So like just to basically brush on it, you just wanna make sure that you have a consistent regimen of building your upper body strength and supporting your weight uh, and making sure your shoulders can support that so that whenever you go on the course, you can um, be fit enough to do the obstacles. And then the second thing I think is way more important than all that is ninja is adaptation. You have to go onto a course that you, you have not practiced the thing you're doing. Uh, so you need to adapt as soon as you try it and be willing to throw away your game plan or alter your game plan while you're in the in the movement of what you're doing. And I think that's wonderful that, that an athlete has to adapt their movement while doing the movement itself. I think that's very unique. Yeah. Well, you said adaptations in your tendons? Yeah. So uh, what I mean by that is like, like human beings just grow in general, right? You see kids grow up and, and it happens very slowly over time. Their tendons grow and you, you actually, as a kid, have a lot of pain whenever whenever you're going through growing at least for a lot of kids i had growing pains a lot and your fingers will do the same thing because your fingers don't have like muscle in them but you support so much of your weight on your fingers whenever you do ninja or climbing so you have to really really slowly build strength in those areas because you can get your forearms strong fast and your crushing grip will get strong really fast but your ability to hang and support yourself over time it just takes so long to develop in a sport Unless you're like really young and doing it, it'll develop a little bit faster. But as an adult, you have to allow yourself to be a little bit more patient with how you train. It's so funny. We were just with a bunch of Olympic male gymnasts mm -hmm. who massive upper bodies, very small, <laughs> like lower bodies compared mm -hmm. to what I'm used to in football. And uh, like they would intentionally walk on their heels instead <laughs> of their toes so that their calves wouldn't get strong. Like little things like this, whereas my whole life it's like heavy squats, you're doing mm -hmm. calf raises, you're doing sprints, and your lower body just gets blown up, which probably doesn't help that I'm 220, <laughs> uh, 220 pounds, and most of it's in my lower body. But uh, I did find it like the, the training for Ninja <clears throat> was difficult because you can hurt your tendon. Like if you try to do it too quickly, you can do damage to your fingertips. And so it's like it's a very fine, long process to – to grow that strength in that area, which I loved, but 
Anyway. Uh, I'm curious as we close out, if anybody was interested in like starting from zero and going towards American Ninja Warrior, where would you advise them to start? And do you guys have any like advice for them? That depends on what zero is, <laughs> yeah. I would say. Um, whenever it comes to ninja training, I, I do believe that there is um, a ability for anyone to try it. But you probably, it, like, if you are if you are pretty out of shape, you probably won't be able to try any of the actual obstacles you've seen on American Ninja Warrior for a while. And I would say the best thing to do is is practice going from obstacles to ground and from ground to obstacles. So what I mean by that is if you want to learn how to do uh, a salmon ladder or a lache where you swing off of a bar, you should practice going from a bar to the ground instead of from a bar to a bar. And you should practice going from the ground and jumping up to bars and jumping up to things. Basically parkour, um, basically learning how to fall and move in a way that does not put direct impact uh, joint to joint. Instead, you're using your whole body to direct the impact. That's the safest way to learn, in my opinion, because you're not going to go up and injure yourself doing a, a, a small shade of the ground, at least hopefully, versus whenever I see people building up big swing as their first learning and just throwing for wherever they can go. A lot of the time you'll see people fall on their back or even land on their arms in awkward ways and maybe sprain their wrist. So I would just say take it small, be willing to go from the ground and then back to the ground as quickly as possible because endurance grows pretty slowly. Dang. I wish y'all were my coaches. And you do coach. Tell us about your gym and, and um, what you guys do there. Yeah. So a lot of Caleb's family um, works at the gym. His parents own the gym. Um, we have classes starting as young as like two and a half years old. And I think our oldest is like 64 years old. Good old Kurt. Um, but yeah, we both coach kids. I primarily coach seven to eight year olds. And then we have a leveled program at our gym where kids can decide to excel a little faster and um, do harder obstacles at a faster pace. Yeah. And then I coach a traveling team um, because we have the National Ninja League and the Ninja Sport Network that are basically governing bodies in ninja right now so we travel to compete and go to different world championships and such fun so cool um okay you're two years into it but we asked this question to everybody in your two years of marriage what is the best advice that you've either been given or would give based off your experience in marriage that's a tough one Probably something about like boundaries and communication. Oh, <laughs> hold on, we're thinking about it. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> this is this is fun to look back mm -hmm. on. I feel like there's a lot of things that like we were we were told to do and even taught to believe that maybe not all of those things were like 100% how we ended up interpreting it uh, whenever we came into that situation. I don't know if there's any like one statement that would be something that we're like oh yeah that's something we live by but i definitely think like learning how to communicate has been such a huge part about our marriage because for me personally like i don't like talking about anything that makes me upset or angry so if i'm upset about something then it's really hard for me to bring it up and then i'm just like silently fuming <laughs> and not saying anything so i think caleb learning how to get things out of me and me learning how to just like say when i'm upset about something and just work through it has been something that's been really important for us 
Yeah, I think I think um, the biggest advice that I ever was given that wrong with me was stop expecting your partner to do things for you, and instead start believing that they can. And then whenever you whenever you believe that they can do things in your relationship, for example, if you come home expecting them to have washed the dishes, for example, or expecting a chore to have been done, and it's not done, your expectation is what's actually going to weigh on them versus if you just believe that they're capable of doing something, then you guys can actually maybe not believe they're capable, but you have this you have this hope that you guys can grow together instead of this expectation that they're going to grow and become better whether or not you do. And, and so I didn't articulate that super well, but basically moving forward with hope instead of moving forward with expectation. I dig it. I thought you said it very well. Um, okay. Man, <laughs> it was great to meet you guys. I'm excited for all that you have going on and uh, can't wait to see you continue crushing American Ninja Warrior. Uh, we'll have to come down and train with you at some point. <laughs> I have a lot of tips to, to learn. Yeah. Hey, um, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> But anyway, good to meet you, Caleb Ashley. Uh, for those listening that want to learn more and watch some of their runs on American Ninja Warrior, we'll link that stuff in the description. But uh, good to meet you. We'll be in touch. Yeah, thank you guys thank so you much guys. for having us. Of course. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcast on Apple Podcasts specifically, Will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode, and again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way, you'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.